welcome to another wonderfully exciting episode of Two Lively Old Men. I got Derek sitting across from me. My name's Eric. And uh, real quick, before we get into anything else, I just want to bring up something that we've had in our other podcasts and actually on our Facebook group page as well. If you haven't seen our group page, go to Two Lively Old Men on group pages and you'll find us and check out some of the stuff we post and listen to our casts as well. Um, but I had posted about a bush that has been trimmed up not too far from my house, and it looks like a penis. Yeah. And I started calling it Dick Bush <laughs> and drove by it the other day, and it now has a spider web covering it with a couple of spiders on the very head or top of it. It looks so cool. <laughs> I mean, I got to compose with that. What's funny about it, though, other than it looks like a dick or a penis, is it is now called a... Halloweenie. We will now refer to it as the Halloweenie. We love it. Because I would be pretty sure I will bring it up again. Um, especially because I got to talk to my mom yesterday and I told her about our dick bush and now it's a Halloweenie now. My son actually was sitting here. He said he drove by and he says, you realize what's on top of that now? <laughs> showed my mom the picture. She gave me that look like I can't believe my son just showed me that. <laughs> And she knew it was his idea. Oh, yeah. She By was not way, surprised at all. I just want to say that to my wife, who thought it was my idea. She so, knew that Eric was so demented it would be his idea. She knew Eric would do something like that anyway. Course, yes. If I would have saw it first, it would have been my idea. So either way, it was going to get caught. I will post that on Facebook as well. You know, I have to um, give that whoever did that props. I mean, she uh, really niched out a perfect dick. It's pretty damn good, yes. And what's funny about it right now is nothing else in the yard is, is covered in anything Halloween-like. <laughs> Just the dick. Yeah, can you imagine the husband, you know, hey, honey, decorate the dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like it has, like like you said earlier, like a white condom on it or something. Yeah, that's what it kind of looks yeah. like. I mean, I know you said it was spider webs or yes. something. I mean, that's a dick that hasn't been used for a while in spider webs. <laughs> I hope my dick never gets spider webs. <laughs> I hope it doesn't either, Derek. That's sad. Yeah. That means it has spiders all over it. That means it doesn't get used. And we don't want that. We don't want that. Not at all. Nobody wants that. <sighs> well, I'm sure we'll talk about the dick bush again. Oh, yeah. It's very important to us. Yeah. <laughs> If something new happens to it, I will make sure we update everybody. Yeah, that's right. So um, let's say you were uh, talking to someone, me, for instance, or anybody, and you notice like there's mustard on their chin. You can see a booger hanging out of their nose or something. Do you tell them? Of course I do. Um, they got a spot on their shirt. Yes, I always do. And I would expect the same courtesy. I, I know that people don't because I've actually talked to people and walked to the bathroom and saw a big booger hanging out of my nose. I know. And I'm like, why yeah. would somebody tell me? Why would they let me walk around like that? With a booger hanging no, out of my know, nose. I discreetly will pull somebody to the side or if we're alone, yes. I'll just say it. I hate it, by the way. Um, yes. I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful. I'm trying to be nice. But you have a fucking booger hanging out of your nose. <laughs> and it is huge and hairy. So Kurt, him and I will will we'll tell each other when something happens. So usually, what I do is I, I make sure I catch his eye, then I'll just kind of point at my nostril, and, it, and he knows what that means now. Oh, <laughs> hey, speaking of that, have you ever saw anybody like? Because I've seen this on movies, and, and and I've heard of it happening. And my wife actually said she saw somebody. You know those those ass gaskets that you put on the seat to kind of for protection. You know the 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 protection that you put on the toilet seat that you get at work. Oh yeah, yeah. cowboy so, hats. 
Yeah, we call them ass gaskets. <laughs> Actually, put one on your head. Looks like cowboy hat. Sometimes, you know, I don't know how this happens, but they stick to people's asses, and like they'll pull up their pants and without noticing, and they'll walk around with that ass gasket sticking out of their pants. <laughs> My wife saw somebody. She said one time at uh, uh, the mall, I think it was, and she said they were walking around and that ass gasket sticking out, and you know, all she could do was just you know laugh, you know. But how do you not even notice that? I mean, some stuff. I was just ass. wondering that because those things make a crinkly loud noise. Right. You know, how it's could like, you not notice that? Like, yes. Ass gaskets. Yes. Up. I got to pull this off. Yes. <laughs> I can't and even imagine. What does that protect you from? Is this shit on the toilet seat or disease or what? Oh, they did a scientific study. It doesn't protect you from any diseases. No. But it might stop maybe crabs getting on you or you know what I mean? So you need a toilet seat like rubber to put on there. Right. I don't know. I, I didn't. I do remember hearing that they proved where they did it. Like some college did a scientific experiment on it. They were talking about the five second rule and all that type of stuff too. So what do you do when you have to go in a public place? Do you clean off the toilet seat or do you put the aspects down, even though you know it ain't protecting you? I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, how? What do you do? <laughs> First of all, if it's a public toilet, I try not to touch it. Right. You know, there's shit on everything. So I try not to touch it. Okay. If I'm gonna flush it. If I have to flush it, if it's not with those self-flushers, I use my foot if I can, I my elbow my or something. I love those automatic ones. With yes, the I like the automatic ones. Yeah, with the that's how everything should be. So yes, anything that's public should be that way. But you know, everything around the shitter has shit all over it. Oh, I know. I mean, so, I've saw studies on like... So normally, I try to do whatever I can to not use the public toilets when I have to take a shit. Right. But if you do... There's times where you don't have a choice. Right, in an emergency. So do you use the ass gasket, of course, right? If there's one there, a lot of public toilets, there aren't even though any of those there. So, so do you sit off the toilet? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, I hover. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hope, they hope I can hit the target, you know? Do you say that's a natural way? They say that's a natural way to crap anyway is 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 not sitting. They say that's a kind of restricted, even though it is comfortable and they invented a toilet. Right. But they say, actually, you know, you're supposed to squat. Shit. Yeah, well, I that, think you're supposed to have your knees up above you a little. Yeah, bit like that yeah. one thing they invented to put on you your put toilet. Your feet. You put your feet on it to pull you pull your knees or legs are up or something like that. Yeah. 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 So and it helps the kind of the flow. Actually, I saw something that showed how what it did with it widening and, and restricting and everything. So yeah, yeah, they have that thing you can put on your toilet. I forgot what it's called, but yeah, I don't remember either. But, but yeah. yeah. You ever use one of those? Nope. Huh. Thought about it. Hmm. The but older you, I get though, I see I don't first you, first you, of all. You have no problem. Oh yeah, so right. it's not an issue to me. So right. I only had problems when I took like uh, painkillers and stuff. Yeah, I hear about that. Yeah. I didn't have a problem any, but I don't do that anymore, so I'm good. Yeah, but that's an interesting subject, right? You no, know, how's your rectum today? You know the commercial, and we can like promote some kind what's, of. What's the next one going to be? Do you have a happy vagina? <laughs> not just how is your vagina, but do you have happy vagina? Do you have a happy rectum? <laughs> Well, you've heard about those people that will go outside naked and they'll put their butthole up to the sun because it's supposed to give you more vitamin D than normal absorption because of the area it's hit the sun's hitting. Putting their butthole. They'll the they'll lay on their back and they'll rock back and spread their legs so that the sunshine's hitting them right in the asshole, basically. For how long? For as long as they can hold it, I think. Do they put some buck on their butthole? I don't know. Good question. <laughs> but supposedly, you get a better vitamin D absorption into your body. Speaking of their uh, buttholes. Um, I was going to do a segment called like crazy rock and roll rumors. 
Okay. So I'll, I'll just start it right now. Do you hear the rumor that Stevie Nicks had cocaine blown in her asshole? Yeah, I heard that rumor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she says, no, that never happened. Yeah, I heard that rumor. But you never know what actually happened. In no, you don't ever know, especially with the excess money-wise and drugs-wise they have in the positions they're in. And blowing a bunch of cocaine or whatever is not a huge issue. And she did have a hole in her nose that was started from doing too much cocaine. Wow, a lot of people have had those, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, maybe she was. But she supposedly has somebody blow it in her asshole. Can you oh, imagine, you know, I, according to how I understand, she probably got better absorption quicker. So <laughs> if Stevie Nicks asked you to blow cocaine in her asshole, would you do it for her? Probably not. No. Why not? I'm not a big asshole guy. Oh, I see. <laughs> for Stevie Nicks, though? A lot of things I would do for Stevie Nicks that probably wouldn't be one of them. Really? You might get laid afterwards. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of getting laid, I told my wife, because <laughs> I have to admit this, like, I've been so lazy lately. I haven't been wanting to have a lot of sex. Okay. And my wife might get mad at me for saying this, but she's been wanting a lot of sex. Okay. And, uh, just today I told her, you know, I just laid you the other day. And it was funny. She goes, what am I a fucking egg? <laughs> I laid you. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It made me laugh. I mean, I laid you the other day and she said, you won't admit that. <laughs> Like, you don't want sex all the time because it's going to make you look, you know, non-manly, you know? And I'm like... Does that make you look non-manly? Um, it just makes me look tired. <laughs> no, I mean, men in general. Do, 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 and I think... I, I, here's my okay, opinion listen. is yes, but do men think they're non-manly if they're not getting laid regularly? You know what? This is a thing. I'm complaining that my wife wants too much sex. Some guys don't get any sex. Yes. I'm complaining. Yeah, I think that some guys might think I have a problem. <laughs> That's just one of many. So, yeah, I mean, um, it's more of a, sometimes your body's just worn out for whatever that's reason. That's what it is. I, I, I'm yes. so tired. And, yes. And actually, to be honest, um, sex takes a lot more energy than it used to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. When you get older. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. not even a, a question there. That's, yeah. Right. And you get cramps. You didn't used to get cramps. and Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, I get cramps sometimes. If it happen. Oh, got to change position. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, got to move. I'm about to cramp up. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, um, I was going to do an artist, and I might as well mention him now since we got time. And Vic Johnson was my man. So uh, tell people who Vic Johnson is, because I'm going to tell you a lot of people have probably have no idea who he is. So Vic Johnson is with Sammy Hagar and the Circle, which is, if you listen to Sammy Hagar and the Circle, it's with John Bonham's son, Jason Bonham, who is just phenomenal drummer. I, I think he's probably just as good as John Bonham. Um, John didn't get to play long enough for us to really know. But, so. but I mean, like Jason Bonham. Can, he's kick ass. He is good. Yes. I mean, I saw him on Howard Stern's show have a little tiny drum kit that was like a computerized drum kit. It was, okay. It was a big around as, as this folder, right. almost. And it had like four squares. And he had a program and he was just playing. Check it out on the Howard Stern show. And I was like, how does he even hit those? But that's how good he is. Practice. So anyway, back to Vic Johnson. And of course, Michael Anthony, the that's famous cool. Michael Anthony, who I would consider one of the top bass players. Out of rock and roll, I would put him in my list. Yes, I mean, if you're backing up Eddie, if you're doing all the rhythm for Eddie Van Halen live, yes, 
a bass player. Yes. You got to be good. And which is kind of sad because in the career of Eddie Van Halen, you saw Eddie Van Halen kind of cut uh, and Michael Anthony down a little bit. And I don't know if it was out of anger because Michael Anthony took Sam Hagar's side or whatever, and maybe there's some animosity. Oh, I see what you're talking about, yeah. But he said, like, Michael Anthony wasn't the greatest bass player. Yeah, he, it might have been out of anger and frustration type thing. I think it was. I yeah. mean, who could back Eddie Van Halen up? Right. You know, uh, uh, only other guy I can think of is Billy Sheehan, right? There's probably more great bass players. I'm sure there is. But Billy Sheehan comes to mind. That's a good choice. So anyway, back to Vic Johnson. So Vic Johnson. He's played with Sammy longer than just Circle, by the way. Yes. Um, so Vic Johnson started with uh, his first famous band was the Bus Boys. I remember the Bus Boys. Yeah. Okay. The Bus Boys, if you don't remember, it was a movie back in the 80s, 48 Hours with Nick Nolte yep. and Eddie Murphy, which I love. That love movie. movie. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Good that's movie. one of my favorite movies back then. I'd watch it a lot of times. I've watched it a lot of times. But that's, anyway, that's but, where the famous uh, line, my dick gets hard when the wind blows comes from. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where he's in that cell singing. Roxanne. Yes. <laughs> Which I used to get my kid to sleep that way because I would scream that in the car, just like that, how Eddie Murphy did it, you know, annoying and just cringeworthy. And it would just make my kid just shut up. I, I used to actually start that at where I used to work a place where we were, did printing presses. And out of the blue, I just go, Roxanne, you know, really loud. <laughs> And this guy right down the a couple machines from me would start singing along with me, Jeff. I love it. Start singing Roxanne. I love it. Like you see this on movies sometimes, but it actually happens in real life sometimes when you start a song, and then everybody starts singing with yeah. you. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's that's a good feeling. It's like you all know it. It's a, a good feeling. Roxanne is, you know, I've heard it done a lot of ways. Oh yeah, Sting is my favorite version if I'm going to listen to it, um, but. It can be an annoying song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, you know? Okay, so back to Vic Johnson. So he was with the Bus Boys. And if you remember the, the famous song they had on that, which was the theme song, it went like, and I hope we don't get sued for this, but I'm going to sing it for a second. The boys are back in town. You know? So that's all I'm going to give you. Look it up. I love that song. It's, it's not to be confused with Thin Lizzy, The Boys Are Back in Town. Yes. Yes. No, I love that song, too. And they were an all-black band. Yep. And if you actually watch the live, if you hear the studio version, um, it's just, you know, normal like you would hear on 48 Hours. But if you watch it live, you actually hear Vic Johnson making a few sounds. Oh, okay. I mean, he's obviously influenced by Van Halen and all these great guitar players because he's that good. Right. Right. So anyway, he was from Security, Colorado, and he moved to California in the 80s, and he joined the Bus Boys then. Um, then he, after that, he had this band called Sound Barrier. It was all black metal band, which I checked out, and they turned into a band actually called Totally Eclipse. That's what they merged into. And um, I checked them out, and they were fucking killer. Hey, yeah, I haven't heard of them. Yeah, so. so, and of course, in 1997, Hagar noticed him and, and got him with, uh, I, I think he called it the Wabaritas. Yes, yeah. Sammy and the Wabaritas. Yeah, so um, he, he played was, with Sammy before the Wabaritas yeah. were even put together. So, so Sammy knew because yes. Sammy is a great musician himself, yeah. and so he knows great musicians. Of course, he played with Eddie Van Halen, the best musicians, and Michael Anthony, and you know Alex. He's played with a lot of good. These musicians. are the best, right? Montrose, Montrose, yeah. right? You name it. And so, but he always kept this Vic Johnson in mind because he was so great, you know. 
So now he's with the circle. And Vic Johnson plays everything Sammy Hagar played in his catalog. Oh, yeah. I mean, from uh, Montrose all the way to, you know, Van Halen, you know, all his solo stuff. I mean, this guy is amazing to me. I, I just, I'm in awe of, of Vic Johnson. Oh, yeah. I've known about Vic Johnson for years, but most people don't know him. He's not uh, a face you see that is famous really in any way other than just the, the circle, that, the circle, I guess, but the people that know him and know of him, I guess. But Yeah, he's great. He, he, right now he was, he's 58 years old. He was born in 1963. His, his real name, well, it's pretty much the same, Victor C. Johnson. Um, but I just think he's an artist to be recognized. Um, I'm surprised he's not a lot more famous than he is as great as he is, but there's a lot of artists like that. Of course, yes. underrated artists. Oh yeah. But, he's, but some some people don't want to be famous either. They just want to play. Yes, you know what I mean. Be to be honest, I mean most people's goal is not to really be famous. Yeah, most people. It happens yeah. because they're so good, and and it just happens. You know, I think Mick Jagger's goal was to be famous. Well, look <laughs> at Mick Jagger. He's one of those flamboyant kind of guys. Oh yeah, right? and thank God for Mick Jagger. So, I mean, you're talking about Vic Johnson, you, you know, getting, that makes you go to Sammy Hagar. So is there really only one way to rock? I think so. I mean, because Sammy says, and I, if Sammy says it, he says there's only one way to rock. There is. I mean, depending on what kind of genre of rock you listen to, or even no matter what you listen to. I mean, you can rock anything. If you like country, you can rock a country song. If you like rap, you can rock a rap song. Okay? Just whatever you like. But there's only one way to do it, and that's like this. <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm banging my head and putting my uh, the horns signs out. The horns. Yeah. So there's only one way to rock. I mean, really. I mean, if you feel the music, you're gonna rock to it. That's what I say. You crank out the drums. You crank out the bass. Yes. And, and you like, crank out my Les Paul in your face. Oh yes. <laughs> that's it. So true. See, I mean, the lyrics are true. Sammy does a lot of good shit. Yes. I've, I've, I've seen him in concert quite a few times. I love Sammy. And Sammy's over 70 years old now. You know what's great about Sammy is he has all these great bands. Yes, definitely. But his solo shit is equally as good. You know? Um, he, I just heard uh, the song Heavy Metal from him back in the 80s from the movie. I mean, that's such a good song. That's a kid. I remember song. when that came out. And it's like, in, wow, it was, was it the 80s or early, late 70s? I think it was the early 80s. Oh, I just remember like heavy metal noise. Yeah. 80, 81, something like that. I'm thinking maybe it might have been 79. And then I remember in the in the mid-80s, maybe even late 80s, he came out with this album. And I forgot what the album was called, but he had this uh, ballad on it. And it's called You Got to Give to Live. And there was a video to it. That's such is, a beautiful is that, song. Is, is that off Standing Hampton? Give um, to Live. I know the song. I'm trying to think. No, I think it's. Three Lock Box? I think it's after that. And newer than that. You had Three Lock Box. No, Three Lock, Standing Hampton. See, Three Lock Box was before that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to think here. I used to know all Sammy's in, in a row. But what a, a beautiful song. I mean, just beautiful. So when we're talking about beautiful Sammy songs, if we're going to be on that for an Eagle's Fly. I love that song. Yes. That was a song my grandpa asked me to get for him years ago. I went and visited him in the old folks home. Really? And yeah, he was in his He 80s. liked Sammy Hagar? He liked that song specifically. Is that a Sammy Hagar song? Uh, did he That's the only that? way he ever heard it. I can tell you that. Okay, so, so it probably um, is. He probably... Him and I were having a discussion. When I'd visit my grandpa, we'd talk music a lot. 
and but he he uh, he had an influence on my music tastes. Well, the reason I asked so. that is because, um, like, I thought maybe if your grandpa knew it, it was done before, and Sammy Hagar redid it. Like we we're talking about signs and stuff. Right, right. But if he heard the Sammy Hagar song, and I, th I think Sammy Hagar wrote that song. Yeah, I think so too. But uh, but he hadn't heard it other than through but, Sammy. But I mean, that's great that he's you know his age he was, and he was open to hear like a rock singer like that. Um, I turned him on to the Dead actually too. Really, he liked that. Well, at first he didn't think he would until I put an album on I knew he would like. And he's like, or actually first how it started was my grandma, I was getting ready to go to a show that day. So I went and visited grandma and grandpa in Eugene. It was Otsa Stadium that day. And that morning I thought, you know what? I'm going to throw this album on. I know they won't, it won't bother them. They'll be fine. They'll do their thing. They won't even realize it. And I had a couple songs on. And it's an album that's called Reckoning. So it's a country style version of uh, The Dead. Yeah, you know, um, now that you say that, I when I was, I was doing some grateful dead research because i wanted to do the segment called uh pick the deadhead right which would be you you know pick eric's deadhead so i got a couple trivia questions but i remember uh you know reading that about so know. grandma goes to me she goes eric what are you playing i said grandma this is the group i'm gonna go see today she goes what i go yeah she goes What's with all the skulls and skeletons and stuff? I thought I was heavy metal, loud stuff. <laughs> I went, no, they're nothing like that at all. Well, she goes, your grandfather would like this a lot. That is so cool. So when grandpa came in, because he was out in the yard doing his thing he does in the morning, they lived on two acres. When he came in, I put the album on again. I went to a specific song, actually. And he sits down in his chair, gets ready to read the morning paper. And he's like, who is this? I go through the same spiel with him. He's like, you're going to go see them today? I go, yeah, this is, this is what I'm going to see. He goes, wow, this is not your, what your grandma and I thought you were seeing at all. So I ended up, I think, burning five different CDs for him of, well, of uh, you know, music. It could be, too. Um, so I, when I was reading my research on The Grateful Dead, it said that Jerry Garcia's main influence was country western. Yeah. And, 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 and you can see that in Bluegrass. his music. Bluegrass. You can see that in, or hear that in his music. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, yeah, he is more a rocker. I mean, I would consider him a rock and roll for sure. Um, but um, but you can hear the influence of country for yes, sure. definitely. And maybe that's what, I'm not saying that your grandpa wouldn't like rock or anything like that, but maybe that's what kind of, wow, that's a lot better and mellower than I thought. It ain't like. Well, they know, thought I was going to some heavy metal show, you yeah, know what I mean? It ain't like get on your bad motor scooter and ride. <laughs> so anyway, that makes me to this. How much time I got? Okay, so deadhead trivia. All right, I'm I just, just going to find out how stupid I am. Um, or smart. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want you to name who are the surviving members. Oh God, I got to remember who's in the band still. Uh, Bob Weir. Okay. That are still. You mean that are still in the band? Just or just surviving members. Just the surviving members. Uh, Bob Weir, Phil Lesh, Bill Kreutzman, Mickey Hart. You got them. Got four. Yeah, that's it, because they've had quite What a did they call years. themselves before the Grateful Dead? The Warlocks. Wow. All right. See, I didn't know that. Oh, I've known that for several decades probably now. And and <laughs> and how did they get their name, the Grateful Dead? When they why did they first why did they change their name? Oh, they changed their name because there, there was already a band called the Warlocks. Correct. Wow. And how they came up with the Grateful Dead, though, I know that one too. I don't remember it off the top of my head. It was he saw that like in an article or it was randomly taken out of the dictionary. Dictionary, that's what it was, yeah. But you did a lot better than I thought. I mean, all right. Okay. <laughs> what was for 
for $10,000 and a brand new car. What was their only top 10 hit? Really? That's one you're going to ask me for $10,000? Touch of gray. Wow. They only had one ever, and they only did it because the uh, producing the uh, their producers or another record company said, you don't have any top 10 hits. Let's see if you can do one. And they said, easy. So they did one. What, I didn't put what it ranked on the top 10. Do you remember? It didn't hit number one. I know that. I think it got number six or something like that. I actually love that song. See, that's not one even – if I were to rank my I know. dead songs, I, I, it wouldn't I be my it. top 20. I understand. <laughs> that was more mainstream. Yes, it was. Yeah. And that's, that probably why I, I, that's probably why I like it because, you know, the dead is kind of obscure sound. Yeah. It is a sound you got to kind of – and don't get me wrong. I think they're very talented, and there are songs I hear here they're and there different. by them. I yeah. do hear songs I like here and there. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, I want to jump off a bridge. That <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was when I started seeing different people at the concerts was after that album. I saw people that you wouldn't normally see at Dead Shows showing up at Dead Shows because of that album. But the problem was they only knew the songs off that album. They didn't know what the Dead were really going to play because the Dead wouldn't go out and play their latest album usually. Right. They might play one song, maybe. Right. Like we talked about this so, before. They always change their set lists. You could you could watch them potentially 20 times or more in a row live and not hear the same song twice. Back then. Right. Now it's different with Dead & Company. But back then, that it would be not abnormal for them to play 20 or more shows in a row and not play the same song twice. So anyway, I did basic trivia. Next time, I'm going to come at you with a little harder shit. I'm going to do, you know, the mid-level, and then we'll get to the hard shit. Then mean, we'll see. You mean like how did Jerry lose his finger? How did he lose his finger? He was chopping wood with his brother, and he was holding the the, the chunk of wood his brother was going to chop, yeah. and he, his brother kind of didn't hit the wood right. So Didn't pull his hand away or whatever. So that's similar to, uh, was it Tony Iommi and Black Sabbath? He, uh, I think he, I can't remember how he lost part of his, finger uh i'll have to look that up but the same thing but that's what gives him the distinctive bar course that he holds to make the black sabbath sound they talked about that with, with jerry too that helped make him his distinctive sound was not being able to have that finger to Isn't use that weird? yeah you just adapt to it but it, it, it makes a different sound yeah because it's different different fingers that you would normally use are on it doing it. yeah yeah can you imagine if eddie van halen lost one of his fingers no please no well wait a minute would eruption be different then I think so. Because he's using all of his fingers on that thing. Or what about Slash? Like, there's yeah. one of his fingers. Oh, my God. I wonder if, like, like guitar players insure their fingers. You know, like, sometimes models, like Jennifer Lopez insured her ass. Right. Uh, I mean, if I was a guitar player, I'd insure my fingers. I mean, that's your livelihood. Lively? Yeah, a lively old manhood. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, no, uh, Vic Johnson, by the way. Yeah. Seriously, people, if you don't know who Vic Johnson is, Look him up. Look up Sammy Hagar. Vic Johnson is a black guy, if you didn't catch by what Derek said. So he's awesome. I've seen him live with Sammy. He's awesome. Um, I'm going to put him on my list of best guitar players. Yeah, so at some point we'll revise the list because I know at one of the podcasts he gave gave you a list anyway. Yeah, I think I got it like um, about 6,000 people on my list right now. Uh, All right, man. I think we did good. I think we did good. All right. Well, hopefully, if you like it, you're letting other people know about this. Yeah, please. I mean, we want to become like world famous, you know. Just let us let people oh, know. We just want to quit our job. That's all we want to do. <laughs> yeah, we want to quit our jobs. You know, we want to sit home and do drugs all day. 
Yeah, no, that's probably not going to happen. Maybe in my 20s that would have happened, but it's not happening now. Hey, it really won't happen with me either. My yeah. wife would uh, disown me and kill me. But I can, uh, you know, listen to rock music all day. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if my wife gets tired of that. My wife hates it. You know what's <laughs> funny is, uh, real quick, is when me and my wife first got together, that's all she listened to. And then she used to go to White Snake concerts and right. all this shit. Right. And now my music bugs her. It's the same shit, you know? And she's just as loud. She's not in the mood, blah, blah, blah. And she listens to this fucking god-awful pop country shit. And and I, I, I hate to cut down music. I hate to cut down music because, you know. That's I'm, not your style. Oh, it's. I would rather hear somebody claw on a chalkboard. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. All right, we'll talk to you guys again, I hope. Peace. Peace. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. So, oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz. Yeah.